Okay, welcome back to another week of the We. I am so sorry we're a few days late, but sometimes life happens. For example, fun fact, this is our third time redoing this video because life happens. I guess technically it's a podcast, isn't it, Megan? <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I guess I know what I'll say now. <laughs> <laughs> Except I just have to say this. Each time the video went off into different tangents, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, we're free spirits. But yeah, so I'm excited to introduce you guys to one of my closest friends, Megan. She is my room roommate. We live with six girls, or no, technically five girls, six including me. And Megan and I, Megan's actually one of my favorite roommates. And by one of my favorites, I feel like I had to say that because if I say my favorite, oh, it's too late. Because <laughs> um, we kind of just get each other. For example, last night, we were both up to like 3 a.m. And just maybe it was more like 1 a.m. for you. I was telling her all my fears. <laughs> and I was just low-key just scrolling through Facebook anyways being like the voice of reason scrolling through Facebook at the same time yeah but at the same time like the next morning though like we're both like having six alarms go off and like <laughs> it's like nine in the morning actually I think you got up at like eight but yeah another tangent um but Megan why don't you tell us a little, little bit about yourself okay so I graduated from BYU in December um, I got my undergrad in speech, well, in communication disorders, and then I'm hoping to get a master's in the next couple years in speech-language pathology. I'm working with kids with autism right now. Um, I like rock climbing. I go a lot. Um, I love reading. I watch way too much Netflix. I love Star Wars, Harry Potter, and I'm obsessed with the ocean. Yeah, so when Megan says obsessed with the ocean, it's like, it's like that lady who has like 14 billion shells in her home, or that lady who has like the, like the sea-themed bathrooms, like, because I'll mention like one little thing about the ocean, I'll be like in a totally different room, and I hear Megan like pop and go, the ocean? <laughs> like, she gets so excited. <laughs> I, like, okay, this is another tangent, but, you know, so my clients, each one of them has their own obsession and they're obsessed with it and they talk about it all the time. And I think that maybe I might be on the spectrum. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's all right. Um, no, it's cute though. Cause one thing I do enjoy about talking about with Megan is she gets very passionate about the things she cares about. And so like the ocean, like if it has anything to do with it, she'll know about it. She'll listen about it, like talk about it. That was worded weirdly. Um, and, like, Star Wars. Like, we've had a lot of, like, fun Star Wars discussions because Megan's just so passionate about everything she does. Um, especially, like, with speech pathology. I think I've learned more about linguistics. And I took a class on it from Megan than I did for my actual class. Um, yeah, no, I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pay that much attention in class. So, <laughs> it's like, I don't know where the bar standard is. Um, but, Megan, can you tell us, like, one thing you're really excited about in your future with your career? So, I am super excited. Um, I think I'm just most excited to figure out what I'm going to be excited about. Because, like, speech pathology is super broad. And I don't know if I'm going to get a PhD, but I'm leaning towards it. Um, because we need more professors in the major. Um, but, you know, if I, if I get a PhD, I really got to, like, um, hone it into, like, one thing that I want to research and all my professors are just so passionate about that one thing that they do but like speech pathology is huge like people just think that it's like the r sound but it's it's so much more like you work with kids will you explain like the r sound real quick because you mentioned it 
you've mentioned it a few times and I and I fun fact I was in speech therapy so I kind of know what she's referring to but for like two audience members <laughs> yeah so like basically um I you'll hear a lot of people that can't say their r's and you know they'll say like shall we or like even as an adult um like walk or you know it's it's basically just that they don't make that sound so they don't make the er sound um and whenever I tell people that I'm going into speech pathology, they're like, oh, so you help kids make their R sound. And I'm always like, well, I mean, maybe, like, if I have a kid with that problem, but, like, it's so much more than that. So that's why I say R sound because, like, literally I get asked that question all the time because it is so common because it's a hard sound. I mean, it is. if you think about it, like, it's a hard sound to make. There's so. a lot of, like, I think, like, in, um, like, the Asian hemisphere, it's very hard for them to pronounce. Mm-hmm. And probably want to fact check me on that, but I, like I know for no, like a lot true. of people like when they're learning English, like that is like the sound. Yeah, well, it doesn't exist in their language, and it like um, you may have to fact check me on this, but I think that like it's there isn't really a difference between like the R sound and the L sound to them, and so they they don't really say it. And I guess that makes that sense because like be if wrong. you think about it, like because L sounds from, like the like I get I think they're from the front of your mouth and the R sounds like more from the back. Yeah. But they're this so, like they're the same like like er over ooh. Mm-hmm. like yeah. that's very very similar. So. so, so yeah, that that's pretty true with that culture, but or language. <laughs> Sorry, okay, <Megan>. whoa. <laughs> Usually I'm the one who's like messing up, so I appreciate this. You're gonna um, get lots of mess ups. I'm not good with words. Which ironic. Is really ironic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so fun fact is Megan's actually really right about when people think of speech pathologists, they don't realize like everything they exactly do. So this goes back to like I was in speech therapy for many years. I actually don't remember how many. I'm too lazy to ask my mom. So I always get people like like I always say like five, six, three. It just changes depending on my mood. Um and I had like all the problems. I like because I, I struggled to tell sounds apart and I talk really fast. And so that combined with, like, learning how to say things just never really worked out well. So I couldn't say my R's. I couldn't say my L's. I, like, had a slight lisp. I, like, couldn't do my shuz and cuz very well. And I, like, remember, like, a distinct memory of when I was in second grade. I was with a speech pathologist with a group of kids who also were working on things. And, like, one kid was working on how to say S's. And so she was having him do exercises with that. Another kid was working on, like, sound stuff. And so she had, like, headphones on him. And he was trying to, like, define, like, what sounds were, like... They were, like, saying in the headphones. And for me, the other kids were so jealous because I was chewing gum. But here's the catch, guys. <laughs> the gum wasn't like, oh, here's your reward. It's because I used to not open my mouth to speak. In fact, I used to get sores on the side of my mouth because I wouldn't open it. And so the lady, she's like, here's how we're going to solve this. Um, for the next few sessions, I want you to just be chewing gum. And so she'd give me, like, like that classic bubblegum gum that children love. And we try to fit as many in my mouth like Chubby Bunny or something. And I would be, like, forced to just chew it. And, oh, even thinking about it, guys, my jaw is so sore. And I, like, hate gum to this day because, like, that is the thought I think of. It's just, like, those weeks I spent just chewing gum, giving my, like, strengthening in my mouth and, like, learning how to move it. Um, And so it's stuff like that. Like, that's what this type of stuff that Megan will be doing is, like, these little exercises to help people, like, children learn how to form their mouths and, like, differentiate sounds. Um, And I'm grateful for my speech pathologist because I already get, like... I used to get bullied a lot, and even now, I, like, I still have, like, I kind of lapse back, because, fun fact, um, I think, Megan, you might have told me this to me, too, once, um, usually, like, when you learn to speak, you're, le- you, like, you have to, like, train yourself how not to, like, make those mistakes, but they're always kind of there, mm-hmm. um, 
and habitual. Yeah, it's like habitual, like, uh, yeah. Anyways, so I'm excited to see what Megan does. I hope she doesn't make any other children chew gum because I despise gum now. <laughs> That's um, so funny. I I just had this like thought uh, as you were saying that there's something we call enzymes, and my my professors call it witchcraft oh. because it's basically things that um things that have nothing to do with forming a sound that some speech pathologists will use because they think that it will help them make a sound. Um, but it doesn't do anything. But Did the gum do nothing? No, no but <laughs> this is the catch. This is why I was like, that's cool. Because if you think about it, um, there are uses for some things. But, like, the catch is, my professor just said, it needs to have a use. It ne- Like... Like, you can have them lick peanut butter off of a spoon if it's for swallowing, if it's to help them stick their tongue up, or but, like, it has to have a use. And I just thought that was a really cool thing. Like, nothing to do with speech, but, like, it had a use, it had a function, and it worked. And so I just thought that was cool. Cause Thank I'm like, you. Because I'm, like, not an enzyme, not witchcraft, I, but anyways. I wish you guys could, like, feel how sore my jaw is right now <laughs> just thinking about it. Little second grade me, like, getting nauseous from the gum. <laughs> anyways. Uh. Um... So, Megan, why don't you tell us a little more about rock climbing? Because <laughs> she goes almost every day. Not really. With COVID, she's tried, She's gone a lot more. So, um, well, Rock climbing is um, awesome and terrible at the same time because... So, there's something called static and dynamic. Um, and rock climbing, you want to be really dynamic. And it's because when you're going from hold to hold... Um, you really just want to, like, make one solid move and just, like, use your momentum to swing you up there so that you're not using as much energy. And then there's static. And that's when you're like, I have to make sure that I do every little tiny move right. And it's like, you go from, like, one hold and then, like, instead of making a solid move, you're, like, slowly inching your way up to the next one. It's awful. Well, I am, like that person that has a lot of like um mental blocks with climbing where I'm like there's no way I'm gonna make that jump or there's no way I'm gonna be able to make that hold so I like think my way through things and like in some ways I'm really good like if I have a climb that's like all like tiny little holds and like some cool footing I do really great at it but it's like it's just very slow and methodical but there are some other climbs where you have to, you really just have to jump for it or you have to like move for it, stand up really fast. And I'm almost like, with the jumping, I have such a hard time with it because I'm like, I'm about to jump and then right before my feet are supposed to come off, I stop. And then I just try and jump from there. And I'm like, it's not one movement. I'm so bad at it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that was like such a tangent. I wish. You guys could have seen her movement with that, like, I don't even know how to describe her hand movement. It was, like, watching it, like, one of those, like, old, like, 1D games of, like, Mario just kind of jumping over the burials. Because bar- the burials, <laughs> burials, wow. Um, she was just going back and forth. So, like, what I mean by that is some climbs, I think I would look like a pretty bad A climber. Like, I'm like, whoa, I'm good. I know the technique. And then other climbs, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> so, but That's it's really fair. fun. It's a good workout. Um... I am trying to work on being more dynamic. It's a huge mental block, but it's, I like climbing. It's a good stress relief, and it gives me something to try and challenge myself probably more than I want to be challenged. Do you think the mental block has to do, like, with 
Right, crying, cry, dang it! I was going <laughs> through like one podcast without my speech impediment yeah. happening. Um, blah, 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 blah. I think Anyways. it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so fun fact about Megan, guys. Um, Megan is so loving that if the whole world was as loving as Megan, then everyone would just be happy because she thinks everything's <laughs> cute. She tries her best, and like I, she's really like the way she serves me is really cute too. Like she's always like, "Do you want the lights on or off?" Like <laughs> at this point, I'm like, "She better start tucking me into bed." <laughs> anyway, I have people pleaser. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, but back to the mental block. Do you think the mental block is like just with rock climbing, or do you think it's like an other aspect oh, of your life? I. I have, like, ever since I picked up rock climbing, I have made so many parallels with my life. Like, I hope there are no guys listening <laughs> to this. But commitment, okay? <laughs> you gotta just commit to that hole. You just gotta jump. You just gotta go for it. I never hold on. I let go. I can't commit. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, like, a brief out of hysteria. <laughs> I didn't mean to bring that out. No, but, I mean, I just, that's another parallel. And then another one is that, like, I'm a really slow mover. I like to think things out. And, like, in life, I, I have to be able to, like, think out what I'm doing and have a plan, and I can't just, like, go for it or wing it. And climbing is, I see a lot of things that I'm working on in climbing that I think I need to work on in life. It's it's very similar. It's kind of <laughs> like... In a weird way. <laughs> you know, people always have those stories, like, on the farm and everything they learn. That's like, the farm is basically your rock climbing. Yes. <laughs> like, rock, rock when you have children and a family... Or, like, say you're that, that old lady and the children at the house and the children are like, what did she do? Or, like, what was her past? That mysterious old lady. They're like, I rock climbed in my 20s. <laughs> and, like, have a and whole movie sequence. when I was rock climbing, I learned how to commit and that's how I met your father. <laughs> Perfect. Hollywood, if you're listening, we have a movie for you. Um, okay, so, lastly, do you have anything else you want to talk about your passions before we move on to my favorite segment? I think that I'm good. I mean... If we get on the Star Wars tangent, we won't get off, so let's not go there. (laughs) Brace Star Wars tangent, because I think Star Wars is very vital to our society and our identity as Americans. Just kidding. Maybe Mm, not. You decide. Um, Would you be a Jedi or a Sith? I was thinking about this yesterday. Because the Sith code sucks less than the Jedi code. I was legit thinking about this, because the Sith, like, I want to say that I wouldn't be a Sith, because, like, Sith kill, but, like, Sith, like... Okay, Jedi, they just, like, completely control their passions, and they don't, they, they don't do anything based off of emotion, whereas... They're not supposed to, yeah, true Jedi. Sith, like, they use their passions to help them, and I can't remember, I wish that well, I, I think could that, remember what, what, there is literally, okay, like, I got this. Rebels. I got this. Um, so, there's the Jedi, like, code and the Sith code, and so the Sith code, you're supposed to use your passions, mm-hmm. and, like... Um, embrace them basically and have attachments but like the Jedi code you're not supposed to have any attachments you're supposed to only so- serve the force and you're basically supposed to give up your will to the force and so yeah. some fun fact like there's a lot of like Star Wars theories out there where they talk about like how Obi-Wan is the best representation of the Jedi mm-hmm. um, he is not Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon Jinn <laughs> sorry Obi, um, Qui-Gon oh, Jinn because Qui-Gon Jinn like is. example when he gets to Tatooine I can't believe I got the two confused I'm so sorry for all Star Wars fans but when Qui-Gon Jinn gets to Tatooine, focus Lord focus um he, example like hey are you free to sleep are you here to free the slaves and he's like no i'm not here to free the slaves um which is weird because it's like well the jedi are good you should free the slaves yeah and jedi are good but the force wasn't telling him to but then he finds annie and he's like well i'm gonna free this slave mm-hmm. and the only reason he would like free the mom was for annie more than like yeah necessary and so this goes back to like he's only listening to the force yeah um i um 
the, I just, there was this quote from, I was watching Rebels yesterday. It was great. There was something, and that, like, whatever they said, I can't remember, but it literally made me come to terms with the fact that I think I'd be a Sith. Because, and, like, this is Anakin's whole problem. He's, like, motivated by the people he cares about. Like, when he turned to the dark side, it was because he was trying to save Padme. Um, he's always, like, Luke is able to turn him back because he's his son, because he cares about him. Ahsoka, mm, love her. He, like... Best Star Wars character. Ever, ever. But, like, you can tell how much he cares about her and how much he'll do anything for her. And so, for me, like, I think that I get attached to people and that I would do anything for them. And that being said, I think I would be a Sith because I would do about anything for them. Yeah, no, this is, I think that's a good point, though, because that's something I thought about, because, like, idealistically, like, when I play video games, guys, I always, like, pick the good path. Like, I can't even, like, jokingly do the bad thing in a video game. I was, like, like I'm a horrible person. Know. This, like, go. unsentient thing, like, knows I've done something bad. Um, but I think, realistically, I think most of us are probably align with the Sith ideals, because it's, like, we're very passionate, loving yeah. people. That being said, though, I think it also has to do with, like, how much you let the power control you. Yeah, because, like, Sith are way off in... So I think we're all just yeah. gray Jedi. I, that's, like, what, you know, I was talking about this with my friend Katie yesterday when we were watching Rebels, um, and there was an episode that was a lot of gray that you're neither, like, fully a Jedi or fully a Sith, but, like, it's okay to be attached to people and to help them, but also, should you be okay with, like, murder and cold yeah, blood? Yeah, I think like, it's also, like, kind of has to do with, like, Ahsoka's character, because... There's a point where, like, she's still using Jedi stuff and Jedi techniques and doing this right, but she never really refers to her. There's a point in the mm-hmm. storyline where she stops referring to herself as a Jedi, mm-hmm. and she's like, I'm not a Jedi, I'm not a Jedi, where it's like, well, she's obviously not a Sith, but I think it's because Ahsoka, like, I could be wrong, because I watched some theory video on this. Um, guys, I'm not a true nerd, I don't do this research <laughs> myself. <laughs> um, but, like, Ahsoka, like, dies and comes back to life, and at one point, like, she, like, is able to purify, like, the Sith blades, and... Wait. You just gave away something that I've been waiting for, and my friend won't tell me because we're watching Rebels. <laughs> Like, I'm not going to tell you how she comes back. I'm not going to tell you anything. And I'm like, I'll just Google it. She's like, I'm not going to let you. Thank you, everyone. Lord is my Google. Go on. I wouldn't trust me. I haven't actually watched Rebels. <laughs> yeah, but you know everything about everything. Oh, that's so flattering. <laughs> and then I'm going to tell Katie after this. Really um, and then she, like, she purifies the blades. But, like, I think Ahsoka's character is, like, so in line with, like, the Force and the Force's mm-hmm. will that she understands that, like, in order for her to be a true Jedi, she has to follow exactly what the Force wants. But that's not what Ahsoka wants. Mm-hmm. And so I think she's the true representation of, like, what a gray Jedi represents. Um, I think this goes back to, like, because the Jedi Order, though, like, they essentially, like, they weren't good when they, by the time, like, Order 99 happened. Like, the reason it happened was because the Jedi Order had, like, been strayed so politically. Yeah. Um, not that they were bad, but Jedi were supposed to, like, follow the Force. And if they're, like, kind of doing their own, making their own judgments about right and wrong, getting too involved, like, that's just not what they're meant to be. And yeah. we should probably get back to what this is all about. This is why we can't talk about Star Wars. Anyways, moral of story, watch the Clone Wars. Parada <laughs> plug. Um, so now we're to my favorite segment. So Megan, this is when we share experiences. And I'm going to share Megan's kidney stone experience that happened about two <laughs> weeks ago. My Megan thinks of a story. And when I say story, I actually mean like a story or experience that we've shared together. And it doesn't have to be big or small, but I've had the, like, I think in the past where people were like, oh, I just love her so much. I'm like, that's not what I'm asking for. Okay. <laughs> it's story time. Um, so, about a few weeks ago, I wake up to this loud thud. And you have to understand that I'm not a morning person. In fact, Megan is terrified to wake me up most mornings because I have sworn at people who have woken me up. Dang it, you took my story. <laughs> 
<laughs> Too bad. <laughs> okay. Um, and so I woke up and I said, like, what the flip? It was not flip that came out of my mouth. And I started getting out of bed and I see Megan, like, stumble in the room. And she looks sickly and she has a very, like, pale appearance. And she kind of, like, wobbles out in her voice, like, Lauren, help. And then I just watch her, like, collapse in on herself and fall down to the ground. And at that point, like, my attitude changes completely. I'm running over to Megan. I'm, like, kind of, like, getting ready to, like, help her up or, like, whatever. And then she's like, I keep passing out. And she's like, Kate, you got to stay on the ground. But then she keeps trying to stand up, guys. And then she's like, it's I'm okay. And I was like, no, Megan, sit. Stay. Good girl. Anyways. (laughs) And so then I get all the roommates out. And this goes back to, like, the we and, like, how we're this, like, collective group, like, we've been around each other too much, that we think too much alike, that without any, like, form of communication, we automatically disperse into different tasks. So Nat, who was on last time, she starts getting a hospital bag together. And so she gets, like, the toothpaste and the floss and a few other things. Um, and Nat's getting dressed because she's in her mind. She's like, I'll take her. I'm going to be one of the ones taking her to the hospital. Then get Rachel, and Rachel's on the week before. Nope. Nat was second week. Rachel's on the week before. And Rachel, like, gets a pillow, she gets a bowl, gets her, like, some, like, Sobe, like, maybe she's thinking, because she's thinking, like, Sobe might have, like, a few electrolytes and sugar that might help her out, and so she starts trying to get, like, Megan a sip of it, um, and she's, like, combing her hair and comforting her, yeah, and she I starts... Yeah, that was so needed, I was not doing okay. <laughs> and then she starts asking her questions, like, what's your insurance provider, like, who's this number, like, do we need to do this, and, like, where's the pain? And then Josie is, like, taking, like, writing, automatically writing down the information, and she's calling people up. And then me, I am throwing on pants, because at that point I was like, okay, hey, I'll be driving, but I don't have any pants on. <laughs> so I throw on some pants, and I'm like, okay, Megan needs to get dressed. And so I start, like, so I grab her chocolates, because I know those are comfortable shoes, and they're her favorite right now. And so I was like, I think she'd really want to be in the hospital in her chocos. And so I she grabbed them. right. <laughs> and... Here's the hard part. Megan kept moving her feet around. And so there's this thing where she's on the ground and, and like, and granted, like, sandals are hard to put on people's feet anyways, but, like, some some sandals. But I can't tell a sick person to stop moving. <laughs> like, she's basically dying. I actually, um, this is going to sound really dramatic, but I actually thought I was dying and I actually was praying that I wouldn't have to get surgery and I actually had the thought, like, this is why people just want to die when they're in pain. Like, I'm okay. Take me to the other side. <laughs> I've had a life. You know, Megan, I understand that. Guys, I get really bad period cramps. There are definitely times when I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> Deliver Take me. me away. <laughs> I think I've been good enough. <laughs> and so, yeah, so Megan's like, like dying and she keeps saying stuff like, I want to die. <laughs> you know? And I'm just trying to put her shoe on, and she keeps moving her foot, and I can't be like, stop, anyways. So I get her shoes on, and then she's like, hey, I want a sweater. So I start looking for all her sweaters, and all I can find are her nice ones. And I'm like, imagine she doesn't want to go to the hospital with her nice sweater. And I'm like, Megan, I can't find one. And she's like, on top of the closet. And I was like, do you mean the closet shelf? (laughs) And so I finally find one. We help her get dressed, and we end up having a friend, like, take her out to the car, we get there, we get to the hospital, and this is what's really scary, like, Megan gives the pain, oh, also, at this point we had asked her, like, where was the pain, and she's like, my lower back, and I look, and I can see where it's inflamed, because Megan is really, really tiny. It was? Yeah, I could see where your back, like, was slightly inflamed. Gosh, um, like, it was, like, major, it's just because you're really, really tiny, so one side had no pudge, and the other side had a lot of pudge, and I was like, that, yep, yep, that's oh where the pain is. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and, like, when you're describing it, like, 
all of us have thought at the same time, like, it's either the kidney or it's your appendix. So we weren't going to say anything, so we don't want to cause, like, Megan more stress. Oh, I already knew that. That's why I was like, just let me die. surgery. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we get it out. We take her to the hospital. Um, the hospital, like, for some reason, they're always confusing. So I accidentally went to the wrong room. We got her wheelchair, though, and we went to the ER. And she, like, passes out again in the wheelchair, and her body goes slack, and I'm, like, holding her up. As the male nurse is like, what's her first name? Like, <laughs> I'm like, help her in the chair, dude. And so, and Nat's with me. We take her in, and Nat's, like, calling her family, and, like, I'm contacting her work. And Megan is just, like, so strong, because I imagine she's in so much pain, and she's still throwing up. And they keep asking her the same questions over and over again, which I imagine her, like, how you were feeling, you're probably like, stop. Can I, a quick story about that. I was so frustrated about the question. They kept asking me COVID questions, and I was so like, I'm passing out, let me in the hospital. And in the hospital, can I swear? Sure. Okay, I'm really sorry, teacher. In the hospital, um, I was on pain meds, and I was telling my mom about, like, all the COVID questions, like, I get it, but I was like, mom, I was like, stop asking me the damn questions, because I'm passing out, let me in the freaking hospital. And then I was like, do you think God's going to judge me for what I say in a hospital? <laughs> I don't think he is. Because I was like, I swore. <laughs> but they also kept asking her questions. There was one doctor's like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to share that part over um, the podcast. But anyways, and so we get to the point where, like, they finally give Megan the drugs. And, like, we, like, get a hold of her parents. And we get permission from the hospital to switch out with them, which is rare because of COVID. They're only letting two guests in. They usually don't let you switch out. But they, like, I don't, like... What made them change their mind to let us switch out? But before then, um, they will make him back in after a CT, and she's totally drugged up. And the nurse goes, how are you feeling? And Megan's answer is, I like the medicine. <laughs> and, like, the smile appears on her face, and Nat and I just die with laughter. We're trying to, like, you know, not be too obnoxious. And then Megan, I was like, Megan, you want us to hold your hand or anything? She's like, <laughs> and I was like so I hold her hand and the night before we had dyed my hair blue and my hands are still pretty blue and she looks at my hand and she goes it's like you're an inbred <laughs> and I was like what and she goes cause you know royalty inbred genetics and so I'm assuming people who are like have a lot of inbred in their history turn out blue and yes so... I was having a conversation about inbreeding <laughs> she called me inbred <laughs> and he was like, yeah, people are legit blue when they're too far inbred. And I called her an inbred. Yeah, and I was like, thanks, Megan. <laughs> I was like, it's not my fault the dye stuck to my hands. I could have said, like, Loki or something, but I said inbred. It's yeah, it was fine. really, really funny, though, because, so, like, I'm holding her hand. She's calling me an inbred. That's humming a very soothing song. And, like, Matt goes, hey, Megan, how do you feel, like, when you don't have the drugs? And you look at you're like, like, I want to die. <laughs> cool and then she, like the nurse comes back in and Megan's like can I have more medicine <laughs> I'm like you druggy and then her parents it came hurt. and we switched her out and then the rest that I imagine it did like I am not like literally I get that um and so and then we switch out with her parents and then all day like when Megan's on drugs she gets really sentimental and so ever she kept sending texts to everybody <laughs> that were just like and they weren't embarrassing it was just very much like you're a great human so I also kept I was emotional the whole time with my pain meds, and I have a brother-in-law who um, gets kidney stones all the time, and and as I was, like, my sisters were there with me, and my sister goes, I'm so sorry, Dawson gets these all the time, like, 
he's ha like he just sits in the shower and waits them out because they're so bad um and like he had to get surgery anyways so they put me on the pain meds and I have I'm having like one of my like worst moments and after uh, I pass out and then I wake up and then they give me medicine and I just start sobbing <laughs> and I'm like poor Dawson and I was like I just feel so bad for him like I can't believe he goes through this he's just so strong and I just like I just feel so bad for him and I'm just sobbing and Emily's like and I was like Emily you have to tell Dawson that I'm sorry for him and she's like I will just go to bed <laughs> Amazing. People people do funny things when they're on drugs. Yeah, I so, Jacob. <laughs> yeah. Jake, this is the second time Jake's been mentioned in a podcast. Um, so I like I that's I don't think it's my favorite memory of Megan, but I think that's just recent like when like it's a funny story to kind of reminisce on. I think my favorite memory of Megan though is we were watch we like this show on ABC called um shoot, what's it called? With the single parents. Yes, I love single parents. And there's this child and so the the show has the premise like each of the like the main characters are a single parent in some form whether it's from divorce or like death or like got knocked up and I feel like that's not got pregnant yeah. and like <laughs> same difference same difference <laughs> anyways um and like basically at this point like they're later their kids are all like in second or third grade and they're like this like parental group and one of the parents like his daughter like was really really concerned about her dad's dating life and so she like doesn't want him to get broken up with because she doesn't want him to have a broken heart so she causes all these like kind of shenanigans and then at the very end of the movie or episode she goes just remember i'm from a broken family <laughs> or like or no what is it like i'm a divorced child i'm a child of divorce that was it <laughs> she goes, i'm a child of divorce and megan and i like love that line because they're both children of divorce and so like we have the same experience of like sometimes you have these insecure insecurities insecurities and insecurities insecurities okay insecurities that we can't explain sometimes like we have these urge to, like run away from things that we don't really shouldn't be running away from and we just get in our heads a lot and like we have a lot of like attachment issues and we're both people pleasers <laughs> and so it's always like it comes down to like this like subtle joke between the two of us of like we're children of divorce so. rock climbing issues child of divorce <laughs> <laughs> take that leap climb the mountain <laughs> Anyways, but Megan, do you have any other stories? Yeah, um, as she was talking, she, like, start. I was like, yeah, you took my story, just because, um, I have two, but just literally my first thought when she said that was, like, I was terrified of her when she told me that if I woke up in the middle of the night, she's gonna swear at me, and for, like, a month, I was terrified to wake her up, and then one time, I had to for some reason, and I was like, it's okay, just do it, and I was like, Lauren. <laughs> But um, I think one of my favorite memories, um, we have a lot, and I'm really bad on the spot, so don't be offended, but one of my favorite memories is um, when I, I feel like this is like my first real experience meeting you, um, I lived in a different apartment, but we talked about Harry Potter for like three hours. Like, oh, I remember that. Three, but like, we talked about it for a long time. I forgot like, about that. I forgot like that was you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was me. I was like. And I was just like, that was really fun. Someone will talk about Harry Potter with me. And we went on all of our theories, what we liked, what we disliked about Dumbledore and Snape, what we liked. It was just great. Like, anyways, that was, like, one it's, of my favorites. It's funny because, like, I forget sometimes that people also like that stuff. So part of me is like, we should be having more discussions like this. But another part of me is like, I just forget that there are nerds out there who like to just, <laughs> like, also talk about these things. Yes. Star Wars, Harry Potter. But. Okay. So, Megan, is there anything else you want to add? 